lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. I want to take a little bit of time to delve deeper into the holiday of Pesach so that we can get the most out of it. A hidden meaning of the word Pesach is mouth that speaks. Pe, mouth, and sach that speaks. Speech is essential to this holiday, and I would like to explore this interesting relationship. So the Torah tells us that God created the world through speech, through ten utterances. And God created us in his image to create our own realities through speech as well. Speech is really the essence of what it means to be a human being. When Hashem blows the soul of man into his nostrils and Adam becomes a human being, the sages refer to man as a speaking soul. And in the Kabbalistic order of living beings, going from like rock and plant all the way up to man, humans are referred to as midaber, one who speaks. So what separates human life form from all other forms of life isn't just our ability to speak, but our ability to communicate ideas. And I heard a beautiful class on speech this week, which really inspired this topic by Yael Jorkin of Shaviti Women's Torah Learning Center here in Jerusalem, but really now worldwide because everything's online. And she explained that speech is really the intermediary between thought and action, and that ideally Speech should express good, holy thoughts and things. Rabbi Nachman says that our words are accepted. They have power when they contain good in them because everyone desires good and vice versa. The the opposite is also true. So ideally, speech should express good, holy thoughts and things. That's what makes us human. That's the essence of what makes us human is our ability to communicate holy, good ideas and bring them out into the world. So the way that we use our speech properly is through speaking words of Torah, through prayer, connecting our speech to Hashem, through kind words to people around us and planning good things, mitzvot. And it's important not just what we say, but also what we don't say. That's why Lashon Hara, gossip, and Onas Devarim, hurtful words, is, is such a grave sin in the Torah because we're really misusing the gift we have that makes us human. Speech has such power to create worlds, literally, just like Hashem did. We can create our reality and worlds through our speech, and we can destroy people and worlds through our speech, and that's why it is taken so seriously. And speech is something I'm always trying to work on, and there's amazing books that you can read, little daily lessons, and I'm going to link to some below that I find personally very helpful. But something El Jorkin said that really stuck to me is that she said the more you think before you speak, the more your speech is weighted, the more power it holds. You know, when our words are more thought out, they hold more power. If I'm just running around talking all the time, my my words don't hold as much weight. Okay, so how do these ideas of speech connect to Pesach? As we said, Pesach, one of the meanings of Pesach is a mouth that speaks. And paro, pharaoh, can, can be interpreted to me, pe, mouth, Ra, that is bad, bad mouth. And Paro spoke lies. 
He, he told the Jewish people that we were meant to be slaves in Egypt, that Hashem didn't care about us. And what's so interesting is that Paro's name refers to the nape of the neck. So it's like when you're trying to speak and someone slams down on the nape of your neck, your words are stuck. And what's so interesting is that the Torah tells us that when the Jewish people were in Egypt, our speech was in exile, so to speak. What, what does this mean? So Moshe's name is actually connected to the throat. And he really enabled us to find our voice as a nation when we were lost. What's so interesting is that we were enslaved, okay? We couldn't think. We were, we were so bogged down in this reality that we lived in that we couldn't even think about who we really were, what we really wanted. Our speech couldn't reflect our innermost desires. We were truly enslaved in every sense of the word. And, and this type of slavery wasn't just in Egypt. It exists today for people as well, when we're totally disconnected from who we truly are. And what's so interesting is that finally the Jewish people let out a groan to Hashem, like not even a word, a groan. And it was that speech, that form of speech that triggered Hashem's compassion to begin the redemption of taking the Jewish people out of Egypt. When Hashem chose Moshe to be the one to help take the Jewish people out, he said, I can't go. I, my, I have uncircumcised lips. My, he had a speech impediment. And our sages teach us that as the leader of the generation, Moshe was connected to the Jewish people. And because our speech was in exile in Egypt, he, that was reflected in his speech impediment. I mean, I think this is, this is unbelievable. So we said that the highest form of speech is really being able to communicate holy and good and true thoughts and feelings. And there's nothing holier and truer than the idea that Hashem exists and he loves us and he took us out of Egypt to be a holy nation and to be his children. And it's this speech which is at the center of Pesach because the essential mitzvah of Pesach is to speak about the story of the Exodus and transmit it to the next generation for the purpose of communicating our amuna, our belief in Hashem. So in speaking about the exodus from Egypt on Seder night, we're rectifying our speech. We're rectifying the fact that we were unable to use our speech properly when we were slaves in Egypt, that we were disconnected from who we were really meant to be, and perhaps disconnected from who we are now. A lot of times our speech doesn't reflect who we really are, and a lot of times we misuse our power of speech. So Pesach is an amazing opportunity where we can rectify our speech. The Nesibo Shalom, a Hasidic Rebbe from the past generation, explains that we have a mitzvah to continue speaking and elaborating about the Exodus. You know, okay, you fulfill the mitzvah if you speak about it in a few sentences, but it's praiseworthy to continue on and on and on to elaborate. And that's why many satyrs go very late into the night. Why is this? And he says, because through the Exodus story, we're transmitting our amuna, our core faith in Hashem. Passover, he says, is the holiday of Amunah. It's the holiday of faith. And the Seder night acts as a Rosh Hashanah in regard to our core belief in God. And because what we're really speaking about is faith, there's no limit to how much we could speak about this. I mean, you could go on all night, all day and all night. By telling the story of the Exodus, detailing the miracles that Hashem made for us, it strengthens our belief in Hashem. Especially the fact that we've been literally telling the story every year since we left Egypt. <laughs> Each parent telling their child the story of the birth of our nation, of what we stand for as a people in this unbreakable chain. It's, it's so beautiful and it's so powerful. There are other mitzvahs we do with our mouth on Pesach. We have a mitzvah to eat the matzah. 
another central mitzvah of Pesach. And we, we pray a lot in the Seder. You know, we make blessings before food, after food. We sing songs of praise. And it's actually very powerful to pray at the Seder to be freed from our own personal Mitzrayims, our own Egypts that have been holding us back. And we spoke about this a couple months ago when we were reading in the Torah, the Parshas about being freed from Egypt. And we spoke about how we have our own personal Egypts. Everyone has their own limitations that hold them back from being our best selves. And so what I do is I like to make a list of all the things I feel are holding me back, you know, guilt, arrogance, laziness, whatever it is. And as I'm eating the matzah or after I eat the matzah at the Seder, I quietly read through it and I, and I, Pray to Hashem to free me from all of these things. The Nesivo Shalom says that Jews do not retell, they re-experience. So the energy of freedom and redemption is available at this time of year. You know, we've spoken about how the Jewish calendar is a spiral, and every year we have certain energies around the same time. So now is the time of freedom and redemption. And he says that the nature of the Seder night is such that a Jew can escape his own bonds that restrain him and win greater freedom. He says on Pesach night, a Jew can completely reverse his lot and escape all things that oppress and limit him. This is, it's unbelievable. And how do we do this? Through the mitzvah of retelling the Exodus story and all of its miracles, we bring down Hashem's redemptive powers. So that's another reason why we want to continue speaking about the Exodus more and more through the night, because we're actually bringing down Hashem's redemptive powers to redeem us from our own personal limitations, our own personal enslavements. The Baal Shem Tov, the founder of Hasidus, was once told from heaven that the Seder of a simple, ignorant villager equaled his own. So obviously the Baal Shem Tov was curious. So he sought out this villager and he asked him, how do you conduct your Seder? And the villager admitted, I really have no idea how to properly conduct a Seder. But what I do is when I return from shul, I become very animated and excited. And I tell my family about the accursed Pharaoh and all the pain and suffering he inflicted on the Jewish people and how Hashem helped us and rescued us. Come, I would say, let us give thanks to Hashem and drink a cup of wine together. So after my family and I drink one cup, I would repeat this again. I would speak about Pharaoh and all of the things he did to the Jewish people and our suffering and how Hashem helped us and saved us and how we have to give thanks to Hashem. And I would say, come, let us drink yet another cup in Hashem's honor. And this would go on for several more rounds. The Nesiva Shalom points out, there's nothing profound or insightful about what this villager was doing, but he had strong and clear amuna with passion and enthusiasm. And this left a great impression in heaven. His speech was connected to his heart. It was coming from a a real, holy, true place. He wasn't just saying the words. He, He felt what he was saying so deeply, even though he didn't know all the intricacies of the Seder and dip the vegetable here and, and cover the matzah here. And he was speaking from the heart about faith in Hashem and what he did for us and how he took us out of Egypt. And this is the essence of the Seder. So to sum up, What makes us human beings is our ability to speak and specifically to communicate ideas. And the essential mitzvah of Pesach is to rectify our speech, to use our speech for the purpose for which it was intended, to speak about Hashem. And by retelling this Exodus story, it enables us to do this and to transmit our faith to the next generation. And so in this way, the Seder night really marks the redemption of the power of speech itself. And what's so beautiful is that Hashem's redemptive powers are available to us on Seder night. 
You know, we're taught that we should feel as if Hashem took me, took us personally out of Egypt. So in our retelling of the Exodus story and the miracles Hashem made for us, we can free ourselves from our own personal Egypts, from our own limitations holding us back. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.